Welcome back to the Easy Win Podcast, where we cover the biggest, stupidest, most obvious ways to win and to win easy. I believe that winning doesn't have to be difficult. On the contrary, it should be the easiest thing in the world. So we look at strategies in business and life. I got a real special series for you here. We're going to kick things off. I'm going to look at five invisible enemies that are actually easy wins hiding in plain sight. This is a training that I gave for uh, SaaS leaders across North America, and I wanted to make it available here on my podcast. I might end up uploading the entire episode later on, but let's break it down into chunks that you can digest. So the first enemy or opportunity or easy win that we're going to look at is something called price blindness. Chances are you, you might be colorblind or you might know somebody that's colorblind. Imagine living that way. Imagine if you lived in a world that was black and white. You could only see the color red. Like imagine walking through a garden. This has always stuck with me when I heard someone describe this to me. Imagine you're walking through a garden and you can only see the color red. Think of all the spectrum of colors that you're missing. Well, that's pretty much how the human eye works already. We can actually see less than 1% of the electromagnetic spectrum. According to my nerd notes here, we can actually only see 0.0035% of the electromagnetic spectrum. That is ridiculous, right? (laughs) We can't see shit. So that's why we created things like microscopes and telescopes to help us explore those other areas of the spectrum. Well, what else can't we see? What other areas of our lives are we affected by this blindness? I would argue that a lot of business owners can't see past the current pricing norms. They, they're only tasting a small percentage of the pricing spectrum and they haven't opened themselves up to pricing possibilities. Let me explain what I mean. So chances are if you go to a SaaS website, let's pick on Netflix. I love to pick on Netflix. Netflix charges roughly $9.99, you know, $14.99, $20.99. Those are the three prices it charges. Super narrow price bands. You can't pay anything more. There's no other products. It's just that narrow pricing band. Similarly, a lot of SaaS companies position themselves like this. SaaS is software as a service, just in case you're not familiar with that term. You're paying a monthly fee most of the time to get a service. So you might pay, you know, they might have plans where for an email service, you get $7, $14, and $59 for pro. It's always something like that, right? It's that good, better, best pricing strategy. Or you might see online uh, online e-commerce stores who charge everything between $10 for a pair of socks and $150 for a shirt. They just stay stuck within that pricing band. And then the opportunities to go outside of that are just invisible to them. I call this condition price blindness. Right? We just don't know what we don't know. We can't see what we can't see. One of my mentors at McMaster University, Professor Mandy Malik, he always used to say that. You don't know what you don't know. And that's true here. We don't even know what we could be pricing. We don't even know what the possibilities are. We're so busy doing what everybody else does, something I call social gravity. You're just going with the herd, man. You're doing what they do. Well, full spectrum pricing gives you a way of jumping outside of that. Here's all it is, and this is much easier to see visually, but just imagine full spectrum pricing, you're pricing from zero all the way to infinity. So you have a pricing band at and so on and so forth. What would you need to do in your business to make $10 million? Like, is that an exit? Is that being acquired? Or is that one deal with a large partner, negotiating a large deal with a really large business or a really affluent customer? But just considering that question, most people wouldn't even consider that. 
They would just think, well, how can I sell a $10 pair of socks 10 million times? Right? I call that the TAM scam, the total addressable market scam. I'm not the only person to call it that. But this is the big problem with most businesses today. They think, well, if I could just sell this $10 thing 10 million times, I'll be a millionaire. It's so stupid. Scale is great. And listen, if you could do that, that's amazing. But you need marketing resources to do that. You need to be known to do that. And you're competing against giants who have economies of scale that can leverage those things. It's much easier for a small business to go after big wins. I want to be really clear. I'm not saying that you can't play that game and sell something for $10 10 million times. I'm just saying that that's one game. And that when we explore the full spectrum of pricing, we see the other games that can be played. We could make one $10 million sale. We could have a $1,000 product. We could have a $10,000 product. We could have products, tons of products in between $1,000 and $10,000. There's no limit to the amount of products and prices that we can create. And this is where my mantra comes from. A price for every product, a product for every price. And say it again, a price for every product and a product for every price. As you'll see later on, I actually believe that price and product are pretty much the same thing. All they represent is an opportunity for you to capture a client's trust, generate more trust, and give it back to them, give them an opportunity to spend with you again and again and again and again. Products and prices are really just stakes in the ground for trust. They say, hey, I'm going to solve your problem to a certain degree. I can solve $10 worth or I can solve $100,000 worth. What full spectrum pricing does is it reintroduces the possibility of selling more to the customer over a longer period of time as many times as possible. That's the recipe for an economic engine. So full spectrum pricing, okay, let's do a little comparison. Here's what your life could look like without full spectrum pricing, okay? The standard way of pricing. Chances are your company is gonna be a commodity because it's gonna be priced just like everybody else. You're gonna sell maybe three to five products and they're gonna be priced at this good, better, best situation. You're gonna be blind to the other options because you've done what I call mediocre mimicry where you've just copied the marketplace, social gravity. It's natural, we're human beings, we love homeostasis. We love finding that neutral point. And that's what we do, we model after everybody else. But where did they get their prices from? Well, chances are they looked at their competitor, they could go a little above or a little below, they did one of those two things, and then you looked at them and you went a little above or a little below, and it's this price chain. This is, this is an aside. I actually believe that the reason wages are frozen is due to this innocent problem, which I call the copycat problem, where people just, what, what is this job worth? Oh, it's worth $50,000. Well, we'll post it at $50,000. And that's just been happening you know, over the last 40, 50, 60, 70 years. As inflation has continued to go up and the cost of living has gone up, people still make those decisions. Oh, it's about, you know, about $70,000. Oh, it's about an $80,000 position. They're just not thinking. Anyway, that's an aside. But life without full spectrum pricing, you're going to be in that commodity position. You're going to have a limited product set. Because you don't have this wide variety of prices, you're not going to have a wide variety of products. And if you do, chances are you're going to be bundling a lot of stuff together. You're going to be over bundling. You're going to be undercharging. So you're going to be doing like really high touch, high ticket stuff in order to justify your really low price. For example, a, a software company might add in onboarding as part of their pro package. Well, for $100 a month, having a full hands-on onboarding, that doesn't seem like good value. You're going to have an employee take you know, 30 to 40 minutes, possibly an hour of their time to give a really one-on-one, -on -one, beautiful, hands-on onboarding, and you're going to charge $100 a month. You're going to include that in a $100 a month package. That doesn't seem right. right? That seems like a $1,500 service waiting to happen. Just my opinion. So what's going to happen is your customer is ultimately going to be underserved because they're not going to have enough 
products to buy. They're not going to have enough prices to spend. And you're not going to be able to generate enough revenue off of these things. So you can't reinvest. So you can't create more products. So they don't get more products. So they can't spend as much. So you don't have enough to spend. It's a vicious cycle, right? Into the ground. And because of that, everybody misses out. You miss out. Your company misses out. Your family misses out. Your community misses out. Your economy misses out. We are in the business of creating economies, right? And there's an easy way to do that. That's what the easy wins are all about. There's a hard way to do that. And the way that we all price ourselves is the hard way of doing that. Everybody loses. (laughs) I almost said everybody wins. Everybody loses when we depress our own prices like that. So whether you're doing, wherever you are in your business, chances are you're doing it suboptimally. Even if you're one of the most astute marketers on the planet, even myself, okay, I consider myself a pretty astute marketer. I'm, I'm operating suboptimal. I'm operating at 1% of my potential. There's so many undiscovered opportunities. And full spectrum pricing is a way of exploring that. Life with full spectrum pricing, you're not a commodity. You're not thinking like a commodity. You're aware of the options. I call this option awareness. You're selling a large variety of products in various domains and you're stacking and bundling those things together. Your clients are super satisfied because you just keep solving more of their problems. Right? So the more problems you solve for them, the more products you create, the more problems you solve for them, the more they spend, the more products you create for them, the more problems you solve, the more they spend. It's a virtuous cycle. And who doesn't who doesn't like a good old virtuous cycle, right? This means that you're capturing as many opportunities and use as you can think of, and you're much more optimized than life without FSP. Okay, so that's just a difference of the two of the two lives you could be living. In terms of how to start thinking this way. You may have already picked up some things from just this first chat, but these are the questions you might want to ask yourself. What else does my customer need? What else does my customer need? What other problems could I solve for my customer? I don't mean to keep picking on SaaS, but the problem with SaaS is they have what I call the one tiny problem problem. They solve one tiny problem. And then they get really good at that and they narrow focus that. And it makes so much sense because it's the reason that, you know, they got uh, venture capital and it's the thing that started them off. But it's the thing that's ultimately going to keep them choked. Unless they get acquired by somebody who is doing a full spectrum strategy, they're not going, they might not get displaced tomorrow. They might not get displaced in 10 years, but 30 years from now, they will get displaced. There's going to be a cheaper, faster alternative that's going to spring up and it's just going to knock them out of the way. There's no value. There's no economic defense in being narrow. Okay. It's just, it's just not the way it is. We'll get into this in later episodes, but the the myth of niching down, niching your offers makes a ton of sense, but niching your business that you are setting yourself up for failure. So FSP, the cure, what, how can you think like this? How can you shift your way to thinking? So what else do they need? What's a higher end solution that I could offer? How could I charge my customers $1,000? What would they need? What would I need to provide? $10,000, right? $100,000, what would a transaction like that look like? Just get yourself thinking about this. And similarly, maybe you're on the high end. Maybe you're charging $100,000, a million dollars, and you think and you can't reach as many customers as you want, but you've got the financial resources. You can think about what does a lower touch version look like? How could I scale this out? How could I turn it into courses, info products, right? How can I make email packages or video packages? What can I do to reach millions at a lower price? So those are the the questions you can ask yourself to start thinking that way. I hope that just this first strategy has already opened your eyes. Like this is, it's stupid. This is a 10 minute episode. And in my opinion, this is a bombshell. If, if, If businesses even just heard this and put this into practice their entire lives, 
would change. Watch what happens when you start to charge more. You know, especially if you're a solopreneur, as you start to stack on things and say, I'm going to charge this, people are going to hate you. People are going to tell you, you can't charge that. I had a guy laugh at me when I was just starting to emerge down this path. I had a product and there's a funnel online that, you know, people shouldn't be able to find. And he found it and he's like, LOL, $5,000 product. And that person might be listening to this. And if you are, fuck you. <laughs> You're an asshole. I mean, what? why would you tell somebody not to charge what, what they're worth? Why would you char- tell somebody not to charge the value, right? We're not charging on price. We're billing on value. We're charging on what exists, what's out there, what problems are we solving for customers? And in my opinion, uh, Ravi, the uh, scaling with systems guy, he said this the other day. I totally agree with him. Mapping yourself to revenue, like the reason I've mapped myself to top line revenue with companies is because that's where the juice is. That's where the fun is. The chances are, if you can't figure out ways of charging more for your product, your product isn't exciting. You're not solving something that people care about. If you solve problems that get people excited, you can charge for it. It really is that simple. I might do a whole episode on that another day. But that's the first episode. That's price blindness. I hope that helped you out. I hope that opened your eyes to the new possibilities. I hope that was you can understand why that's the first and most important easy win I bring to your attention. Next week, we're going to be diving into that statement I made earlier where I said price is product and product is price. Hell, I might not even wait a week. I might release all the. You know what? I'm going to release all these at once. So there's going to be another episode right after this one. Price is product. Product is price. I'll see you real soon. Remember, win easy.